Hello, and welcome to Win Stupid Prizes, the show where we ask the questions that nobody thought were worth asking. I'm Eddie, and I'm joined today by three people who have aged like a fine milk. <laughs> and they are, of course, AJ. A smooth and creamy brie. Lovely. <laughs> Alex. Very cheesy. <laughs> and Paul. I've crumbled like quartzy cheddar. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. And AJ is going to be our judge this week, so what question do you have for us, AJ? I wouldn't describe myself as a prepper, but I do like to be prepared. And one thing I wish I was more prepared for is the impending zombie apocalypse. <laughs> okay then. Yeah. I don't have a huge budget, but I also don't rate my chances of making it through a zombie apocalypse with, uh, you know, you guys. Mm. I'm so offended, but fair enough. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I got to tell it like it is. It's <laughs> a shame I was really relying on you to save us. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I think I'm going to need to call in some professionals. I need to hire a team to get me through the zombie apocalypse. I just don't know where to start. Okay. A team of professionals, you say? Mm. They'd be professionals because I was paying them. Like, they, oh, okay, they can yeah. think that they're amateurs, and then I'll zoom in with my zombie apocalypse startup funding. Don't worry, you've mentioned the zombie apocalypse, you've mentioned professionals, and I can think of only one team that is a professional zombie apocalypse team. Of course, I am talking about FaZe Clan, the Call of Duty pro gamers. Uh. <laughs> or CSGO. They're in CSGO as well now. Right, but they okay. originally started in Call of Duty, which is specifically useful for the zombie apocalypse, because Call of Duty was the game that popularised the zombie survival genre thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Did it? Did it really? Yes. I did not know that. There's arguments for like stuff that did tend to come out before that, but I think that really pushed it into this weird competitive limelight. So it's their fault I'm worried about this. Is zombies competitive? I thought that was like a co-op game mode. It is a co-op thing, but people are trying to get the highest wave imaginable. I remember playing with four friends on Durries or whatever the map was called, and we were like, man, wave 40, we're so good, I bet we're in the top 100, and then people are like, no, you've got to get in the thousands to get in the top 100. Okay, so to be fair, my main opinion of this answer is actually going to be what are their tags, because that's going to be the main thing that matters. What are their names? You've asked a great question, and I don't have the answers for you. <laughs> Thankfully, I know that Wikipedia does have the answers. Yeah, I've got to get these folks on LinkedIn, so I will need their names. On LinkedIn, are you allowed to use gamertag and not full name? It's a good question. Oh my god, LinkedIn tag. Alright, the current Call of Duty roster, they're yeah. all US-based, so you are going to have to import them in. Okay. But it's, it's just one plane ride in that case, they're not scattered around the world, so that's not too bad. Okay, as long as I can get VAT included, we're probably good. Alright, their tags... <laughs> Mm. Yeah. I think my chances have suddenly dropped. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. There's a Bezzy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Lowercase A, capital B, lowercase E, capital Z, lowercase Y. Cool. Camel caps is a red flag for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's R cities, I guess that's pronounced. Us. A R City S. Okay. Are, are we going to have a Havost problem? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, these are all US based. Yeah, they're all American, according to the nationality section on Wikipedia. Well, oh, yeah, fair. It should be all right then. We've also got Celium, which I'm sure is the most useful chemical in handling zombies. Yes. Or was Celium the one that started the apocalypse? I'm going to check if Celium is a real chemical. It is not. <laughs> it's close to Cesium, which is, but nonetheless. It is yeah. close. But that's why it's the one that's going to stop the zombies, because we haven't discovered it yet, and we wouldn't have a zombie problem if we knew how to stop them, right? And we name it after this guy. Yeah, he's that good. This guy's either surviving or dying first. He is the cure. <laughs> or this guy is going to discover it. All right, other characters. Other characters? Other players? <laughs> other tags? Very real people. Prestini? Uh-huh. Okay, I like that. That has a bit of prestige. And um, last and quite possibly least, based on tag alone, I will point out, mm. Simp. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh. I know who the traitor is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so one of them types like a Homestuck character. Yeah. Oh, but their head coach, I think, is going to be a real boon here because their head coach's tag is Crowder. Oh. And zombies often hang around in crowds. So if he's crowding them around as a Crowder that he is, yes. they're all in one place, which is more helpful. Yeah. He's like a sheepdog, but for pro gamers. Uh, well, hoping for the zombies rather than the pro gamers because I need, I need the gamers to be in their tactical positions. I need the zombies to to be oh, in, uh... so he'll like, yeah, he'll be rounding them away from me. Yeah, he's gonna crowd them around into a bottleneck. 
And the pro gamers will be there with their very real sniper rifles or whatever, taking them out once they've been herded together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've hit the nail on the head as to why this is such a good pick. Because they're so good at Call of Duty, they know how to handle guns. They've done it in video games for so long, and that translates one-to-one to real life as far as I can tell. I was going to ask that. I don't necessarily <laughs> think that's the case. <laughs> and I wondered if you have any science backing that up. I do. I have fired a gun and my accuracy was about that that I had in Call of Duty, so it's pretty one-to-one, right? Appalling. Yeah, that's my experience. <laughs> that's a single data point. <laughs> okay, so you've got five professionals. What equipment would we need to provide them? Guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> uh, gamer chairs. That's true. We do need to give them full gaming PCs and gamer chairs to make sure that they are staying practiced. In addition to guns. Once the stocks of Monster or Red Bull run out, are they still <laughs> going to be as competitive? Let me see what the uh, current sponsorships are of Call of Duty Phase Squad. Because if it's Doritos, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> they are quite shell stable. Uh, yeah, fair point. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I could go over to America and then we could just travel around the country on our gamer chairs raiding places for Doritos. <laughs> Apparently their current sponsor, at least the only one that Google wants to tell me about, is Game Fuel. Oh. Game <laughs> Oh good. So that's pretty good. AJ, do you like Game Fuel? Because you're going to be living off it for a while. <laughs> Honestly, haven't tried it, but I do enjoy the tears of my enemies, so it's probably similar. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm not clear if Game Fuel or Respawn Scuff Gaming is one <laughs> brand or up to four. <laughs> 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 I don't necessarily think if you live off Game of Fuel alone, you will live very long. You're saying a man cannot live on Game Fuel alone. <laughs> but it does mean that you will acquire funding for the zombie apocalypse, because obviously it's going to be great brand recognition if the team that you are sponsoring survives the apocalypse. That's true, yeah. If they survive, they can probably take me with them. If they survive, they'll be like, this zombie apocalypse survival was sponsored by Game Fuel get crunk or whatever <laughs> and then I will wish that none of us had survived get crunk <laughs> Gabriel please sponsor this podcast so that I can use get crunk as a tag <laughs> what, what does he even mean I don't know it sounds like it could be a next big thing <laughs> sons of money gets funded into get crunk no one's too sure why just some executive signed it off it's like yeah why not look after the zombie apocalypse things are going to be really Really grim. We're all just going to be there. <laughs> Things are going to be really crunk. With our chairs, <laughs> feeling sad, getting crunk. <laughs> <laughs> I always assumed that crunk was a contraction of crazy drunk, but oh. I, I don't know that for a fact. I thought it was a kind of music. <laughs> there is crunk core, yeah. but I couldn't tell you what it is. I'm very distressed that our ignorance might be showing through. <laughs> really? Have you listened to any of the previous episodes of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Only during the edit. Only during in the edit that's like most of the way there yeah <laughs> yeah no from from edit to final product i just make us like 10 times stupider <laughs> <laughs> you've just got a big button on your desktop hey guys here's the here's the earlier preview of the episode make sure everything's cool and then after you've been like this is good i'm like that's why i don't let any of you do the editing mm. so i don't necessarily think they're great at shooting in real life what do you mean so May I suggest an improvement? You also buy mechs. You have five mechs, and they're the avatars of the players. You just link them up via Wi-Fi to a gamer chair. Yeah. Oh, no, they could just, like, full-on be in the, the mech, couldn't they? And just control them via a gaming PC. Oh. They could either be in the mech, or if you have, like, backup mechs, then when they die, you can just spawn a backup mech and have it being controlled by a phase plan pro. This is getting expensive. That's true. Game of Fuel is going to need to upfront a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we can make it work. Mm. I mean, we've got the tagline already we're locked in for this sponsorship deal it's yeah. so good <laughs> goodbye water yeah definitely for the first year of the apocalypse i'm gonna have to have this team on board after that <laughs> maybe open for a new sponsorship deal if there are any left. Uh, <laughs> I've earned so much money from how good FaZe Clan have been at cleaning up the zombie apocalypse. No one else will be able to afford FaZe Clan. <laughs> You're locked into Game Fuel now. I do like your optimism that there will be an economy. I mean, the currency might change, right? We've seen plenty of games where bottle caps or something like that becomes the new currency. Maybe Game Fuel will be the new official currency of the zombie apocalypse. Does Game Fuel come in bottles? <laughs> Game fuel. It's definitely cans. It's definitely tinnies. Well, that's all right. We can melt down the cans, turn them into bottle caps, and there we've got loads of money. 
Right. <laughs> I love recycling. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to need uh, a squad of mechs, right. some backup mechs, full-on gaming PCs, like high-end stuff. Yeah, 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 the good stuff. And mm-hmm. also a smeltery, so that we can turn <laughs> cans into bottle caps to pay for it all. Smeltery. <laughs> Refinery, you're right, sorry. Yes. <laughs> okay, this is how we survive slash get crunk. This is how we get crunk, yeah. Right, okay. I mean, survival, that's a could. <laughs> a must is getting crunk. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, worst case scenario, if you don't survive the apocalypse, at least you'll have spent your last days getting crunk. Thank you for that submission. Does anyone else have any ideas? What do you mean? (laughs) I have a tried and tested team. In fact, I have defeated a zombie apocalypse with them before. They're also low maintenance. Unlike gamers. Unlike gamers. (laughs) I thought you might have doubled down on Face Clan. (laughs) All you need is a sunny day and you actually don't even need that because I'm talking about the plants from Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, that's a good answer. I do like plants a lot. Yeah, if you like gardening, you can put down some seeds you make like a little pea pod and the pea pod shoots peas at the zombies you have some walnuts to protect you from the zombies going and eating your plants you can have like the carnivorous plants to eat the zombies and you have sunflowers to get you sun and they look really nice and when zombies start getting smarter by like wearing hats and stuff, you just get the three-peater or the double-peater or whatever it's called and then start taking them down. Or the magnet plant. Oh. And then you've got some scrap metal to melt down into bottle caps. Yes. Genius. To buy more plants with. <laughs> I have a couple of questions. How do you propose that we deal with the extra dimension that is required? What, the third? Considering the plants and plants versus zombies are very much accustomed to a two-dimensional, if anything, even one-dimensional world. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't played it, but there is a game called Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, which is in 3D. Oh, it's like the weird sequel But isn't that Plants vs. Plants? I don't have any answers for you, really, (laughs) because I have not played Garden Warfare. I could get a trellis, it's fine. I know about gardening. So, there are plants that shoot in multiple lanes, so we know that they can handle 2D, and they're not just 1D. Yeah, at least two dimensions. And some of the levels go underwater or onto the roof, so they understand the concept of a different level at the very least. Yes. Mm. Also, some zombies do jump over the top of plants, which means that, you know, they can't necessarily deal with that, but they know about it. The tall nut, of course! The tall nut, yes. The tall nut prevents them being able to jump over them. They do know how to handle the third dimension. The tall nut implies the existence of a third dimension. <laughs> the tall nut comes to save the day again. Thank you, Eddie, for buffing my ideas so much. <laughs> you picked a game that I know something about for once. <laughs> I know very little about it. Like, I really like it, but honestly, I'm so scared of zombies. I've never got very far with it. What is this tall nut? You know the walnut? Yeah, I know of walnuts. Imagine if it was tall. That's it, nailed it. Okay, alright. Now imagine I know what a walnut is. Uh Uh-huh. A walnut. (laughs) W-A-L-L nut. Oh, I have misunderstood the walnut entirely. (laughs) But it is a walnut. But it's a walnut that is used as a wall. Right. Okay, so I thought the thing with walnuts was going to be that the inside looks like a brain, so I could use them to lure the zombies into having, like, vegan brain for dinner. (laughs) That would be cool. But no, a walnut is basically a nut you place down to act as a buffer so the zombies don't eat your plants, and then your plants will kill the zombies whilst they're nibbling on the walnut, and you just replant the walnut once in a while. You can show me a walnut and a tallnut in the same picture, surely. All right, so you can probably tell which one the tallnut is. The tallnut being the taller of the nuts. Oh, it looks like a big yellow fridge. That's how I'm going to describe it for our listeners. Uh, walnuts are walnut coloured. There's a bit less texture on them because it's a cartoonish game, Plants vs. Zombies. And then tallnuts are just taller walnuts. Yeah. Okay. So the other aspect to this is, I'm going to be honest with you, I've killed the vast majority of plants that I've ever tried to grow. AJ, what is your current... I was about to ask that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm not great with them. Honestly, I've got three succulents and I've managed to keep them alive for several years. That's pretty good. But it's a constant struggle, so I'm going to need these plants to be very independent. Luckily, they really are. You just plant them. Yeah. It's great. They don't need watering? No, they don't need watering. They might get eaten by zombies. But yeah, that's the basics of Plants vs. Zombies, and I don't see any flaws with it, honestly. No, I love that this is an eco-friendly answer. Mm. Yeah. You've just got to know how to plant plants, and at that point, they protect you without question yeah and they plant themselves super quickly they They just basically are there 
Ah, they're self-seeding. Yeah. You will struggle slightly during nighttime because you'll have to plant specific plants that give you enough sunlight to plant more plants. That's just an early game thing. Because <laughs> obviously you need sunlight to plant plants. Yeah, obviously. I can't plant in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> the other aspect to this is is that you don't currently actually have a garden, do you? I don't have a garden. But you can plant them in plant pots. That is true. There's going to be lots of potted plants. And also there will be a zombie apocalypse going on. I'm sure you can steal some rich person's mana. You can probably quite easily commandeer a garden yeah if there are no gardens available then the zombie apocalypse is going quite well and you yes. might be fine anyway <laughs> i like the idea of having pots just like along the pavement honestly just get my pots out and stick them along in front of the house yeah it's much nicer than like most zombie apocalypse films which have like automatic sentry guns or something at the military base <laughs> instead you have these plants that can tell what a zombie is and when something is a zombie they will shoot peas at them that is important because one of the things i particularly hate about zombie zombie apocalypses is when you can't tell if someone's been bit and if you have plants that just know that, that takes all of the social anxiety out of the apocalypse, which is what I need. Exactly. It's no longer awkward. Like, ah, oh, sorry, I did shoot you with this gun. I thought you were bit. <laughs> Actually, you're not. No, the plants did it. I'm absolved of any belief. <laughs> and if it doesn't require me to move house, then that's optimal. That's pretty nice. I am going to point out that you did bring up the garden warfare aspect. Yes. Is there a chance you're just funding the different apocalypse, which is where effectively day of the triffids and now the plants are taking over and they're like well we've got rid of all of these dead guys and quite frankly there's not many of you left and when you get right down to it you mainly kill us that is a big risk with me gardening yeah well if we gave the triffids it then i guess that's fine because it technically is success you have technically survived the zombie apocalypse and then we just bring in phase clan to clean up the rest of them <laughs> how good are they against plants everything ended up fine for the protagonist and dead the triffids because he wasn't turned blind because he had a hospital visit that day or something like that he was asleep i don't remember the detail he was having eye surgery <laughs> as i recall i think so i think it was something more than just having his eyes closed at the time yeah. <laughs> he couldn't see out the window for the comment that blinded everyone. Which Spoilers was... for Day of the Triffids. When did that even come out? It is very old. It's probably in the public domain. I'm going to go 1950. 1951. Nice. Yes. I would give you the money for that. Thank you. You get a hexagon point. You get one experience point, <laughs> which you can redeem for very little. <laughs> Actually, one way that I could tackle the issue of the plants taking over is maybe with my gamer fuel subscription. You do effectively have weed killer. Yeah, I can't imagine they're going to like that. <laughs> All comes back to Faceland. <laughs> but if gamer fuel contains electrolytes. Oh no. Are these plants Roundup resistant? <laughs> we had all the sponsorships into there. Yeah. <laughs> Another advantage of Plants vs. Zombies that I can think of is you get to have some fun with it as well because obviously you'll get to meet your neighbour, Crazy Dave. Yeah. I have been meaning to meet the neighbours. It's nice to know that we have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy Dave gives you lots of helpful advice about dealing with various zombies and stuff. He gives you some new types of seed as well. Yeah. But most importantly, he teaches you walnut bowling where zombies start walking towards you and instead of planting plants, you get to bowl walnuts down the lanes and knock over as many zombies as possible. Oh, that's so thrilling. Yeah. I thoroughly recommend the game Plants vs. Zombies. Like, this isn't what this podcast is about, but it's just a good game. <laughs> Win stupid good games. It's just a nice, fun time. Crazy Dave is an excellent character as well. He doesn't know what he's talking about, but he's always got good advice. Yeah. Something to aspire to. <laughs> oh, that's a good point, though. Do you have many lawnmowers available to you? Mm. Uh, not currently. Lawnmowers are like your extra lives. Really? That's weird, because I would think that the plants would be quite put off by the lawnmower. No, it's only when you get through the plants. Yeah, when the zombies reach your house, there's like five, six lanes. If the zombies get to the end of one of the lanes through all your plants, you have a lawnmower there which activates and mows down everything in that lane, including any plants you have now planted behind the zombies. Ooh. So wait until the lawnmower activates. Pro tip for you gamers out there. <laughs> <laughs> Ed already has his gamer chair. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe it's cheap as hell. <laughs> I need that game fuel sponsorship. <laughs> So yeah, as you know, lawnmowers are one use. Mm. So once you've used that lawnmower, it's gone. I mean, it's like a lawnmower trap that activates by... By a zombie getting too close to it. Yes. Kind of, but it is still one use. It is still one use because the lawnmower runs away from you. Yeah. You have to go and pick it up and there are zombies over there. Yeah, there are zombies over there and the plants are over here. <laughs> yeah, with my mechanical abilities, lawnmowers pretty much are one use. <laughs> it checks out. 
Okay, so I'm also going to go for a similar team. I don't think they have a team name, but it's the collection of four people who form Noctis's posse in Final Fantasy XV. <gasps> My boys! <laughs> they are the closest thing to a 2000s boy band I've seen in a long time. Oh, they're wonderful. <laughs> they all come with their own weapons, which mainly involve big swords and a gun. They come with their own car, which is great because it definitely has at least one extra seat, probably, I guess. Otherwise, you have to go in the boot. Sorry. <laughs> I'm used to it. Actually saying that, it's a soft top. Mine even have a boot. You're going in the middle oh, seat. Oh, no. Soft tops and zombies do not mix. <laughs> but they're all combat enabled. They know what they're doing. I think the main worry is if you run out of hair gel, but we'll worry about that later. Yeah, that could be real bad. That's the second apocalypse. <laughs> Ultimately, you've got four different people. All have different strengths. Noctis, the first guy, I think he's probably the weakest of all of them because it need that to be the case. Oh, yeah, he is. He's such a dweeb. You've got Gladio, who is clearly the strongest, but clearly also not the brightest and isn't very dexterous because he doesn't know how buttons work. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I don't need him to do the zombie buttons. I need him to kill them. Oh, shirt buttons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, he might not survive the first winter in the UK. Hypothermia (laughs) might get to him. Dude's got like a 10 pack. Why would he ever button up his shirt? (laughs) Good question. There shouldn't be that many. Yeah, he's got more than is naturally possible, I think. (laughs) What sort of freak are you? There is Propto, who is the comic relief character, who I think will use up most of the hair gel. Yeah. And is the one which apparently has a gun. So cool. <laughs> That's a bit concerning. Comic relief and a gun. And a gun. <laughs> Can it get any better than that? And finally, Ignis, who is Noctis's advisor, but also car driver and chef. Ah, oh, yeah. Now the chef bit is the important bit because <laughs> you randomly come across either signposts or random bits of food or see anything, and he just goes. I've come up an idea for a recipe. And you're like, okay, mate, cool, I guess. Uh, yeah, he's so enthusiastic. <laughs> and in a zombie apocalypse, good eating, I think, could be required. And he seems to have, in some cases, terrible imagination. Because he's like, I've come up with an idea. Great, what have you done? Well, I put bread on a stick and I made toast. Like, okay, mate, nice. I love bread. But sometimes he's like, spiced chicken skewers. And you're yeah. like, okay, I don't know how you got that when I beat the snot out of a demon. But cool, whatever works for you. Yeah, you say this is chicken, I'm going to eat it. Thanks, Ignis. Are you in? implying that you're gonna win a fight with some zombies and he's gonna look at a bunch of zombies and go I've had a delicious idea (laughs) yes I am saying that and it might be bread it might be spiced chicken skewers we don't know yeah yeah. yeah, (laughs) he's a resourceful person I could go for some spiced chicken skewers right now I really like that when I googled Final Fantasy 15 team like four of the first five pictures are just selfies I know that's so (laughs) cute they're such dogs they just go around in their car taking selfies selfies and cooking inadvisable things. <laughs> I don't know how well they would hold up in an apocalypse just because like... They're very online, aren't they? Yeah, they need too much hair gel. I don't know what the supply of hair gel is in like, unless you're sponsored by Game Fuel, in which case hair gel is complimentary. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a Nomura design characters that probably just have them come with them for free. Built in. Built in. <laughs> just hair gel built in. Have to get a pre-order bonus edition for the team <laughs> to make sure you get the perpetual supply of hair gel. Yeah. <laughs> pre-order your zombie apocalypse so you can keep your hair gel subscription. That's why the car has to be so long. They need a really big boot to fit the hair gel in. I know from Half-Life 2 that running over stuff with a car does kill things instantly. Oh. But this isn't Half-Life 2. This is Final Fantasy 15. How much damage does running over people with a car do in Final Fantasy 15? can't believe I've never tried. I think it puts you into an instance, so I'm not too sure either. (laughs) So you run over some zombies with a car, suddenly you're in a combat situation. The cartoon cars in Kingdom Hearts knock you down for a good amount of time, so we could go from that. I guess Final Fantasy 15 is in Kingdom Hearts, so that kind of works. I don't think it is, but it could be soon with Kingdom Hearts 4. Are the Final Fantasies not in Kingdom Hearts yet? They are, but it's... It's mostly 6, 7, 8, I think. Yeah. And 10. All right, so Kingdom Hearts is our next best thing. Or at least their shadow self might be, or not might be, or let's not have that conversation. <laughs> let's move on very quickly. Yeah, oh, their heartless darkness. Take a selfie, I'm so emo, what? <laughs> That's the plot of Kingdom Hearts. Thank you for explaining it finally. And Final Fantasy. Weird. <laughs> yeah. 
So I think they have a lot to bring. They come with their own armament. The main problem is actually is if you want to stay in one place, because they clearly don't want to stay in one place. They don't want to stay in one place. And also, are these recipes going to require ingredients that you just don't have? That's why they're on a constant road trip. They're always going to Big Tesco. <laughs> we need to find another chicken. <laughs> a car is a very valuable thing to have in a zombie apocalypse. And having four people who are capable of protecting that car makes it worth having. Yeah, I'd probably honestly get a car if it came with a free boy band to drive it for me. Yes. <laughs> you might even get a seat because apparently Noctis doesn't know how seats work and just sits on the boot occasionally. Result? He's so messy, I love him. God, blimey, he really is stupid, isn't he? Yes. Good for him. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Look, we need zombie bait. We can always chuck Noctis. I can be the main character now. <laughs> if we do go down this route, I think it depends on whether livestock get zombified or not because if you're eating zombie chicken, that's bad. Honestly, with Ignis cooking, maybe I could even be vegetarian. Although we need to grow those crops. We have to have mobile farms so that you go from farm to farm or something because they don't like staying in one place. We could set one up on the enormous boot of the car. Oh my gosh. Or build a second layer on top of it, Top Gear style, and have a hydroponics station on top. <laughs> they are the kind of people that would probably use that to grow weed though, and that's not necessarily very useful for survival. Yeah, we'd just be the dealer boy band of the post-apocalypse. Depends on the economy, doesn't it? Yeah. It all comes back. Hashtag crunk. <laughs> just had a quick check. They are all aged between 20 and 23. So I don't know how you'd hold up in that scenario. Ah. <laughs> like, they're going to have some issues and you are older than them and they will look to you as a figure of authority. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Noctis is like a protege of like a royal family. He is the crown prince of Lucis. I've just looked this up. And Ignis is his advisor. If anything, they're going to be like, I don't know who this person is. You think I'm not cool enough to hang with the gang? <laughs> that is a real risk. They might not let me in the car. If you get a black leather trench coat, I think you'll be fine. Putting that in the upside column. And even if you don't use it, a sword larger than you. Oh, that's very important. Oh, yeah. That's kind of just Final Fantasy 101. <laughs> I've got a lot of belts. Looking at these images, that will help a lot. Definitely a better aesthetic than the FaZe Gamer Clan, I'm going to say. <laughs> Let's not be ridiculous. I have just been contacted by Nomura personally to say that that is copyright infringement. You can't just have multiple belts. <laughs> That's his idea. So what if I didn't want to be the least cool person who survived the zombie apocalypse? Well, all you have to do is be cooler than Noctis and he doesn't say anything, so you're done. So <laughs> he doesn't say anything? No, no, he does say things, but he's like emo protagonist. He is very much. He does look incredibly emo. Just say like you like Evanescence and you'll be in with them immediately. But yeah. Like, yeah, I'm a fan of Evanescence. All right, you're in. Have the front seat yeah <laughs> you're driving oh no <laughs> what kind of music do they play in final fantasy 15 i don't know evanescence probably <laughs> it's just like cool background music as far as i can tell hang on a minute was it leon lewis that did 13 Final Fantasy XV feels like one of those games that would really benefit from, like, an in-game radio. Mm. Ah, apparently Florence and the Machine collaborated on three of the songs for the game. Did they? That's cool. So there you go. That's how you get in with the band. I could be like, I'm from the same universe as Florence and also the Machine, and I think you should <laughs> consider that when thinking about who gets to be in the gang. Noctis. <laughs> I think if you go through with this team and survive the zombie apocalypse, because you're part of the Final Fantasy series, you would probably end up becoming a minor fashion icon in Japan for a while. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's like kind of the, you know, Final Fantasy thing now. Worst things honestly have happened to me pre-apocalypse. Sorted. This episode is not sponsored by Game Fuel, but get crunk anyway. Welcome back to the mid-roll. I'll try not to take up too much of your time so you can get back to this truly ridiculous episode. If you would like to sponsor an episode, please do get in touch, because if anything, these are only going to come out slower unless we start getting sponsorships. Today, I'm going to point out our website, www.hexagorgon.com. That's H-E-X-A-G-O-R-G-O-N.com. Whilst we post a lot of stuff to social media, the website is the best place to find links to everything we do, and we also post the occasional article on there that you won't find anywhere else. We don't use the website as much as we used to, but if you only remember one of our handles, you can navigate to everything else we do from the website. Once more, that's www.hexagorgon.com. And with that said, back to you, Episode Eddie. 
Now, these Final Fantasy boys look like some young adults with attitude. They do. And have I got some teenagers with attitude for you? <laughs> I think you should hire the Power Rangers to save you from the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> this is very strong. Really? Which ones? Oh, Mighty Morphin. I don't Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be the original ones, because otherwise you're not assembling a team of teenagers with attitude. Precisely. It's critical that they are teenagers with attitude, otherwise they won't be the team that I need them to be. Yeah. I I think the problem is that you do have two ad breaks worth of getting defeated before. <laughs> the way it tends to go is they'll lose a fight, then they'll win a fight, then the villain gets big, and then they get in the Megazord and beat the villain again. Spoilers for Power Rangers. <laughs> there is just one fight when the villain is big, and as soon as the villain loses the fight, they get big. So I think the Power Rangers only actually ever lose the first fight and then win the next two sort of thing. But there needs to be two ad breaks worth of pacing. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's how we get the game fuel sponsorship in. Yeah. Nice. So I'm just going to be sitting here trying to keep calm, drinking my game fuel, and I've got to give it two ad breaks, and then the teenagers with attitude are going to show up and be like, oh, hey, these zombies, they got real big, huh? That's a problem. <laughs> Nothing we can't deal with. And then they'll sort me out. So I've just got to get through the really terrifying stuff first. You have to get through the big zombie first. I think you only have to survive the first fight and then you're safe. Because okay. they lose the first fight. That is canon in every episode. <laughs> so they will lose the first fight with the zombies. And if you can survive that yourself, you're golden. They win every other fight from here on out. It does sound character building. <laughs> I would like to point out that if this is wrong please send your corrections to corrections at hexagorgon.com an email account that doesn't exist we could register it we won't uh, no i mean hey leave a comment or something we love that engagement yeah get that engagement i don't know if there is comments on the uh, podcast itself go to our youtube page give us a comment at us on twitter we're at hexagon on twitter hit us up there or if you're not on twitter but you are on facebook then hexagon fb leave us a comment there we're all is or jamie's just gonna get a random comment on elves all the way down around power rangers and he's gonna be very confused <laughs> yeah i think jamie knows enough about power rangers to fill the comment i think it'll be all right so much yeah loves power rangers he's gonna bust in any minute now and start singing the theme tune Mighty Muffin Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, that one. So Power Rangers are really, really good against zombies because they can't get bit through... Spandex, yeah. The Megazords. Latex. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Megazords. Yeah, yeah, good point. The Latex might be a problem. And they're really good at, like, martial arts and stuff, aren't they? Yes. That's why it has to be latex, so that they can flex or whatever. Yeah, they're great at martial arts. Turn out them. So I'm trying to look at the arsenal of the Mighty Morphing Power Rangers. Oh, yeah? And they seem to have... Staff, bow, sword, dagger, and guitar axe. They get weapons? They're much better options than I realized. I thought there was punch kick robot with their three options. <laughs> I thought the robot might get a sword. That rings a bell. Yeah. But I didn't know that they got weapons as well. This is absolute shoo-in. I don't know if this generation has a pistol or not. Does the evil one turn up? The guy that gets mind controlled or whatever, like the green ranger or whichever one it is, turn up and be like, I have a gun. Seems OP. Okay. <laughs> I thought the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers didn't have a green one. Green is a, like, side character. He, like, turns up at some point as an evil Power Ranger. Oh, oh right. I think he's actually just being mind-controlled or something. We've all been there. And becomes a good guy, but then goes away to go and deal with his own shit at some point. Oh, canonical list of Green Rangers? What an excellent article. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> For some reason, it's 32 pages long. <laughs> oh, my word. It's the longest Wikipedia article I've ever seen. Okay, no, it's not. I know that Silver Ranger turns up in some of them. Oh. So you're saying that I could potentially choose a cool colour that they're not currently using and just be like, yes, I am the turquoise ranger. Yeah, then you can be like the, uh, what piece of the Megazord is missing? You can form the crotch of the Megazord. <laughs> Thank you, perfect. <laughs> and therefore have limited amounts of work to do. The tip of the sword. Yeah. <laughs> you get swung around like that. <laughs> oh, no. They all move into the head, don't they, when they form the Megazord? Oh, yeah, but they have to make exceptions. <laughs> don't all the Zords have their own, like, mini form, which are like various animals typically yeah it's very cute looking at the toy it does have a sword so that's one good okay i can see an elephant oh. a triceratops a panther or a saber-toothed tiger maybe and i think the red one is optimus prime as far as i can figure <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs> it was more than originally dinosaurs anyway I thought that was like 
Power Rangers Dino Dingoes or something. Power Rangers <laughs> Dino Dingoes is the sequel to Mighty Morphin. <laughs> yeah, the Dino Dingoes are the set I actually want. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the first known team of Power Rangers on Earth. Yeah, they are the dinos. There is one quite big problem with all of these. because Okay, so they, they do have access to five vehicles. They are all one-seater. Yes. Yes. But they could all form into the mega thing and I could sit on its shoulders. <laughs> cool. I mean, all of them could fit in the head with elbow room to spare. So I'm sure you could just like sit in a corner in like a little emergency <laughs> airplane style hostess seat. Sardine my way in. <laughs> it's all right, guys. I'll just hang out here and serve the coffee or something. I don't know. <laughs> Make sure you do your homework before defeating the zombies. That's <laughs> true. You're older than them. They're teenagers of attitude. <laughs> I won't do their homework. Don't give me that sass. Also, a point about the number of them in the Megazord, we know that they both gained a Green Ranger and a Silver Ranger at some point, suggesting there is a six version person of the Megazord. Okay, so are you saying it's the seven people team? I think there's only ever six. I don't think Green and Silver ever overlapped, as far as I can tell. Based on this one picture that I've found. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're bringing a team of six. Is AJ the one who is recruiting this team of Teenagers with Attitude, though? Well, yeah, I'm the one who wants to survive the zombie apocalypse. None of you guys plan for it, right? Yeah, we're dead. (laughs) Immediately dead. I was all in on the Power Rangers and you swooped them out from under me. Or Face Clan, if you choose them. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone knew that I would backstab them immediately, so I was immediately shot on sight. (laughs) Sorry, Paul. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> Very impressed with the priorities of the Power Rangers theme tune, which has reader reports are going, Ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. Time to conquer Earth. Like, <laughs> she knows what she's going to do. Yeah, she planned for this. Time to conquer Earth with a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Makes sense. So I've got the villain sorted out for you as well. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Rita Repulsa. The villain of the zombie apocalypse. It wasn't the zombies, it turns out. And humans had probably not become the dominant species on Earth by the time Rita Repulsa was not free. So was she going to try and conquer dinosaur lands? What, 10,000 years ago? 10,000 years ago. Yeah, 10,000 years ago was about the start of humans as a society being, like, registered sort of thing. I guess if you are in prison for 10,000 years, you do probably have enough time to kind of think, well, what's going to happen? Let's build some, like, computer simulations here. <laughs> what, I, what I always found funny about the villain is that whenever she gets this new creature to try and defeat the Power Rangers, she lets it fight the Power Rangers regular-sized first. Why does she just make it big straight away? Or save up three of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Power Rangers episode where that happens, where they get, like, three villains out at once, and then they're like, ah, oh, this one counters me, and so they will just swap around which villain they're fighting and then you know <laughs> i don't know what's sillier the fact that rita repulsa was asleep or locked away or whatever for ten thousand years the earth was ruled by dinosaurs and she was like you know what would really get these guys down three gray boys in a trench suit <laughs> <laughs> or the idea that actually in our zombie apocalypse rita repulsa is going to be released and brings zombie dinosaurs stomping around oh man that sounds pretty great <laughs> no great is not the word i didn't plan for the zombie be dinosaur apocalypse. I guess if I did, the Power Rangers would be the right kids for the job. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got a good solid choice there with the Power Rangers as a contingency plan for both regular and dinosaur zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> you've just got to survive that first fight. Oh, yeah. They win every other fight from there. Surviving the first fight against human zombies, tricky. I reckon I've got a chance, especially if I do my gardening. <laughs> against like T Rex zombies. I do not rate my chances. <laughs> it's also funny to consider that if this villain's been locked away for 10,000 years and Zordon was like, the only thing I know is dinosaurs. Dinosaurs weren't around 10,000 years ago. No. <laughs> Just putting that out there. <laughs> Just a big time skip somewhere in Zordon's memory. I remember this. <laughs> I remember defeating What's-Her-Face and I remember the dinosaurs and everything in between was a day, right? There was there was one day in between. But even like his memory of the dinosaur period is like, isn't it like, let's just take a Jurassic Park and example half of the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park never existed at the same time because like it was Cretaceous period Jurassic yeah. period all of those yeah. lots Conveniently <laughs> Jurassic Park they are resummoning the dinosaurs yeah. <laughs> age matters less but yes you are right. but the point I'm making is that even the dinosaurs that he envisioned is such a huge protrastic period of time <laughs> <laughs> oh my word tell me this is true okay after Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 
what is the next iteration of Power Rangers chronologically? Dino Dingoes, we've already established this. <laughs> Obviously. In production order, where would you go? You've done dinosaurs. What is the next logical step? I know that Power Rangers in space is one of them. That's a good pun, but it's not correct according to production order. I think it's Power Rangers at the zoo. Oh, I like it as well. Very nice idea, but also not correct. Go Stargate, Power Rangers Atlantis. Ooh. Power Rangers Atlantis, that's close. Aquatar is the one after the one that I'm looking at. Oh. That sounds good. After my Immorphin Power Rangers in production order, it was obviously Wild West Rangers. Yes, of course. <laughs> my favourite genre. The logical steps, you know, you go from dinosaurs to the Wild West. Clearly had some spare sets lying around. Uh, the other good thing about the Power Rangers is potentially they're quite 90s based, so we might have some of the same references going on. Unlike the lovely boy band, who I feel I just might be a bit out of touch with. <laughs> yeah, a bit of Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah, the Power Rangers came out in the 90s, and so actually, you've just got a bunch of middle aged people at this point. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we used to be teenagers with attitude, now we're just people that have dinosaur mechs. Filling out the spandex a bit. <laughs> it's the gritty Power Rangers reboot. Yeah, we let ourselves go. <laughs> I don't have a lot more to say about the Power Rangers. Survive one fight, get in a big mech, job's done. Yeah. So far, all of our collective teams, and I'm going to include FaZe Clan in this particular aspect, it's a core, it's a squad. It's a distinct, like, you know. It's a team. That was part of the question, yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But team is a very sort of, like, it's a vague state. Because, like, my next one is the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. American football team based in Seattle. Keyword team. Now, normally, there's only, you know, 11 players on the field at any one time. Sure. Okay. This is quite a big team you've picked then. But the fans are known as the 12th. 12th player. That's adorable. So I think the Seattle Seahawks team is actually probably in the order of, let's just take the stadium only, probably about ooh, <laughs> sixty to 70,000 people. And safety in numbers, right? Paul. What are the main mechanics of a zombie apocalypse? Well, yeah, yeah. Safety in numbers. But... Everyone knows that. Yeah, like the mechanics is, is people eat people. I admit you're more likely to get a Attack on Titan situation. Oh, no. But I don't think having a smaller team is beneficial. I'd like to just point out people eat people isn't necessarily what I was going for there. It's people infect people. That is a bit of an issue with crowds. So I think it would start off really well. I could be in the middle of the pitch. I understand sports very well. Thank you for checking. <laughs> and the team could be protecting me with whatever manoeuvres they typically do on the pitch. AJ, are you claiming you're the egg in this situation? <laughs> AJ is always the egg. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that means in this context, but I do like eggs. Uh, the ball. The ball, the rugby egg. Oh, the rugby egg. Yeah, because it's your football... And American football is jokingly called hand egg because the ball is more egg-shaped because of the point at both ends, admittedly, rather than the one end of the egg. We literally have terms for those shapes. I know. It's not my joke. It's not Paul's joke either. Oh, it's a joke. <laughs> okay, yeah. So so in this scenario, I, I'm the egg and I have several layers of defence like a scotch egg. Living the dream. And like a scotch egg, the biggest component of that is like the big meaty bit and that's the crowd. Yeah, you've always wanted to be a meaty egg. I've always wanted to be a substantial meal. Mm, not just a snack. <laughs> so it starts off well, right? Because the outer layer of supporters will be the first to be infected. And I think the thing is, after that, it's going to go very badly. Yeah. Yeah, I think picking a big crowd is not necessarily advantageous unless they're, like, a useful crowd. I've taken the, the stand as, like, a number of people. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we're all congregated in the stand. No. It's more the idea you've already got some sort of large-scale organisational framework. Ah, oh, so we're like a whole community. Yeah, it's a whole group of people which are all bound together already. Okay, yeah, that does sound fantastic. One of the things I hate about zombie apocalypse stuff is how it's secretly about the humans and how they're the real monsters. Not here for it. So if everyone is just going to be a happy sports fan and I can blend in in their weird cult city, that will be lovely. You will need to learn some stuff about American football, otherwise they will quickly shun you as a non-believer. It's about <laughs> eggs, Eddie. But I think <laughs> that'll probably just happen by osmosis generally. Yeah. You will have doctors in this particular group. Yeah, probably. Admittedly, there'll be doctors that are American football fans. You'll have farmers, again, American football fans. You'll have every aspect of society, but they all have to be a football fan. That is the only parameter for this. <laughs> 
the more people you have, the more likely you are to have the selfish asshole that turns up in every zombie film. Someone who would hide a bite. Ugh, yeah. that guy. There's always that one dude. The sports doctors could, like, check everybody constantly. This bandage is just a uh, uh, splinter. Big, big splinter that took out, like, a bite-sized shape of flesh. Yep, <laughs> sports injuries are weird like that. Yeah, and then that dude bites someone and it, oh, it all goes to shit so quickly. I think I can confidently say, having never interacted with them, that the 12 are all upstanding individuals and none of them would do that. <laughs> I know anything about current events is no one would ever... No one ever lie about being infected, right? Yeah. No. 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 Just doesn't happen. <laughs> no one has ever done that. <laughs> oh, Where are you going to house all these people? Like? That is a question. We need a clubhouse, wouldn't we? You need like a stadium to fill these people. <laughs> well, like there is a stadium. I'm damn sure the Seattle Seahawks will have a hotel strapped to their stadium. I think it's the fact you've got a built-in, not fortified community, but a community which is already bound together, which can build a fortified group. Yeah. It is a group of people from a wide array of different things which can come together. And you've already got the kind of the startings of new organization, new government, new whatever it happens to be, is always the struggle of any sort of like collapse of civilization. It's the actual getting going again. Yeah. That is true, actually. Yeah. So the the capacity of the stadium is 72,000. And I remember reading somewhere that a sensible amount of humans for, like, getting society going again is about 10,000. Oh, wow. That's much lower than I thought. So you've got 60,000 worth of redundancy. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to consider the whole stadium because the whole stadium is like, you've got to have some for the away fans, right? So <laughs> 40, 50,000. So in this scenario, the away fans are the zombies. <laughs> the away fans are the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> They're in one stand. I love the away fans being the zombies. That's just... It's like such a good image. One team's fans in one section, the zombies in the other, and never the two shall meet. They're just cheering on their fans, the zombies, and they're like, go brains. <laughs> All they want is brains. <laughs> in the egg is a brain, and if they score more points than the enemy, the egg unlocks and they get the brain. That's how that works. So the sporting teams, zombies on one side, humans on the other. Perfect. That's a really good point, because I don't think the sports fans are going to hang around and be happy for long if I don't give them some sports ball to enjoy. And that is the perfect way to incite the zombies to come and play against us. American football's such a good pick for this as well because they wear helmets, mm. so the zombies won't be able to bite anyone because they have mouth guards built into their helmets. Huge shoulder pads, the whole body armour. Yes, yeah, so they can't reach up to their own head either because of the huge shoulder pads. Yeah. So what you're saying is we should equip all of the zombies with football hats. Yeah, that would stop the outbreak immediately. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Are we equipping the team's fans with the same kit? Because I know in football you can get replica kits, but I don't think that's the same in, like, where you need armour for sports. We could make a rule, like, you can't come into the stadium without a mask, except the mask in this case is a full football helmet so that you can't <laughs> bite people at the match. There's a bunch of zombies lining up trying to, like, sneak in without a mask. Like, no, 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 turn you in. Oh, brains, brains. I think sport could be the secret sauce here. <laughs> you trick them with the brains, they come and play the sports, you keep all the fans entertained, and there's more of you than them, so you'll probably be okay again as long as the zombies can't just turn people into them put them in the away stand anyway they're all separated by at least the uh, stewards that's fine the immortal stewards <laughs> have to hire immune to zombie apocalypse stewards but you know what about those plucky teens who definitely need a saturday job the mighty morphing power stadium enforcers <laughs> here we go here's a picture of the stadium so for people who don't know the seattle seahawks stadium is called lumen field at least that's the one that i've got here it is big and the long sides of the pitch have two-tiered seating and it seems like the short sides at least the one i can see have lower tiered seating but there's some sort of wall or something separating the short sides from the long side it's probably a tunnel yeah it's the entrance tunnels but nonetheless there is something separating the short sides from the long sides and therefore you put the zombies in the short ends and there's separation there automatically perfect so that's how we keep the 12th player, all 60,000, 70,000 of them, away from the away fans. At least 10,000 of them, crucially. Mm. I'm now going to Google Seattle Seahawks rivals to find out who got zombie fight in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. I'm so sorry. Sorry, San Francisco 49ers. You've been zombified. <laughs> there are only 49 of those, so that's fine. Fan base, fan... Oh, no. The Faithful. You've got a bunch of holy zombies. Uh-oh. <laughs> I thought holy was a weakness of zombies. Apparently not for these ones. You picked the greatest team to fight them, but also the strongest zombies. Only the strongest <laughs> zombies will do. 
So this really could be like, the winner of this football match is going to decide most of the apocalypse. <laughs> At least it's over done with. Honestly, I've definitely watched sports films which have claimed to have that higher stakes. <laughs> I know, right? If anyone is trying to write a zombie film right now, the sports angle is what you need. Yeah. <laughs> Only you, the Seattle Seahawks 12th player, can stop a zombie apocalypse. Great, I'll grab my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to make this movie, and you should because it's a multi-million guaranteed. We are selling the option. We are selling the rights to this story. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Would you like to be considered as the movie exec who did not buy the option for this film? Try explaining that in the zombie apocalypse. You don't have to do anything with it. Just give us like a million pounds. Exactly. You should pay us for it just so that nobody else makes this film. Yeah. If you're currently making a film, you don't want to be second in the box office ratings to these guys because everyone's going to go and see this film and no one's going to see your film if they come out the same weekend. Oh, it's going to be so bad. Can't take that risk. Pay us for the rights so that this film can't be made. And then make it later down the line. Yeah. Win-win. Salt. <laughs> I think I need to throw a boss name to Alex now. I don't know the technical term of what they do. Lob the egg. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fourth down and you've got to throw a Hail Mary to Alex for this one. <laughs> Are you allowed to throw it forwards in American football? Yes. That, that, that's the whole game. Is the... <laughs> that sounds like cheating. <laughs> if it's an egg-shaped ball, you have to throw it backwards. That's the rule. <laughs> so I would like to introduce you to my strongest candidates to date. And that is... Is the team from Left 4 Dead. Okay. The zombie game. The zombie game. Okay. They are experienced zombie survival experts. They will be your consultants in everything you need to do to survive from zombies. They are, unfortunately, asymptomatic carriers of the zombie plague. Uh-uh. <laughs> So you do also have to be one of those as well. Are there more asymptomatic survivors out there in Left 4 Dead? Uh, possibly. I think the only confirmed ones are the original four. Okay. And the second four haven't actually been confirmed whether they are or they just haven't been bitten or they're immune in some other way. All right. I'm going to do some quick maths then. There's something like 330 million people in America. Yeah. Eight of them were not zombies. Sure. So you've got approximately... That is a scientific number. Good. That is a very, very small percentage chance of being one of these people. We're talking, uh, we're talking like a millionth of a percent. It's not good. Another way you could do this, though, is you could buy a National Lottery Lucky Dip. And if you were that lucky anyway, you've now got a lot of money to spend now. <laughs> buy a lottery ticket. If you win the lottery, that's about the same odds as being immune to this zombie thing. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. Perfect. Why not? Probably both, right? <laughs> so, if I am a lucky winner... Yeah. What are these people like? Am I going to get on with them? I, I, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> that sounds real promising. They're unsurprisingly quite stressed. <laughs> yeah, they are a little bit stressed. That's fair. I relate to that. So you've got Bill. He's an ex-military guy. He's a bit of a jerk. Okay, good start. There's Francis. He's like a biker guy. Oh, good. He's a bit of a jerk. Uh, There's Lewis. He was apparently a manager at an electronics store. Aww. He's all right, I think. Yes. And there's Zoe, who is the girl. Oh, good. I'll be fine then. (laughs) Apparently she was a student. Okay. Good characterization. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't Bill die? Spoilers. I think right at the end or something. Isn't that the ending of Left 4 Dead 1? I think it's the final DLC or something. And you have to leave one character behind. Oh no. As the player, you get to choose which of the four characters you leave behind. But I think in canon it is Bill. Well, it sounds like Bill is a jerk. Yeah. They're clearly experienced. Well, depending on what point in which this happens. After Bill dies, I figure they're going to be looking for someone else. We're going to assume that they've gone full Spider-Man, wanged our hand around, and they've walked through a portal. Spoilers. And they're going, damn, it's safe for now. We're good. No, there's another one. Oh. <laughs> Come into a different universe. <laughs> yeah. Set in this universe, Left 4 Dead. <laughs> but if we're coming in with them being experienced, then we have to take them from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that worried about the details. They have survived an well, most of them have survived an apocalypse. They are at least still fighting in one. <laughs> That's true. I can think of two major flaws with picking these characters. Okay. The first of which is that you take a lot of damage in that game. You do. Like, there's lots of hordes of zombies that don't do, like, a lot of damage individually, but when there's, like, 50 of them on top of you, you take a lot of damage. Sure. 
I don't know how impervious AJ is to damage compared to Left 4 Dead characters. How many hit points would you say you had, AJ? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Ah, well, that's the thing. I don't have a lot of hit points, but I do have a very high pain tolerance. So, like, I might just not notice. A high effective HP. Mm, <laughs> until suddenly I don't. Yeah, dies to damage over time quite a lot. Yeah. Okay, so you don't have a big health pool, but you don't take as much damage as a regular human. <laughs> yeah, that's how I figure that works. That seems like an interesting mechanical trade-off. Yeah, I'd fit right in, I guess. So yeah, they get into a lot of scuffles and they're quite often busy dealing with their own stuff and not necessarily on hand to help you all the time because there's so much going on, which does mean you will have to potentially fight your way through a small gaggle of zombies as they swarm all of you at once. Yeah, I'm not keen on that, but that's pretty similar to the Power Rangers. I've got to lose one fight mm. and then they'll be there. Might be more than one for Left 4 Dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, you don't lose it, but it is more of a slog. <laughs> Just a side thing. What is your personal opinion on manual labour? Oh. <laughs> because one of the things that happens in Left 4 Dead is one of you has to either carry something to something else to then do an activity while the other people ah, defend it. True. And usually the problem with that is, is that you want four people defending the target, but you can't have that because you need one person doing it. You could be the fifth person that's having to do the manual labour bit, and then you've got four people defending you. Yeah. I'd certainly rather be carrying something than fighting zombies, let's put it that way. <laughs> so that's good? Yeah. The other major disadvantage of picking Left 4 Dead is that you bring in all of the super zombies, like the chargers and the jockeys and the spitters, whatever they're called. Yeah. So you're not just dealing with regular people who are like a bit bitey and slashy. You're also dealing with big chunky boys <laughs> and ones that can grab you with their long ass tongue. Yeah, I don't like the ones that can grab you with their long ass tongue. Ones that can explode and put gunk everywhere that make you more appealing to the zombies for some reason. Or the witch. My god, the witch. Oh dear. Yeah, but would you take that over zombie T-Rexes? I think I would prefer that. Actually, I don't know. Zombie T-Rexes or the witch. <laughs> it's a bad choice. <laughs> Oh man, you get the tanks in, is that in Left 4 Dead 2? I think so. I would like a tank. That would make me feel a lot safer. Uh, no, the tanks are just... Oh, it's not a tank. Even yeah. bigger, big zombies. Uh oh, yeah. I take it back. I would not like this. <laughs> they are like the boss fight equivalents of Left 4 Dead. Still smaller than a T-Rex. I think Left 4 Dead is a very qualified team, but I think you are taking a lot more damage in this scenario than any of the others. Yeah. <laughs> because they're also like fast zombies as well. They're not like oh, the plants versus zombies. We're going to slowly shuffle our way towards you. They've clearly got the skills to MacGyver stuff together. Like, their skills of finding weaponry out of nowhere include a frying pan and adding nails to a bat. Oh, that's good, because I have one of those that they could use. <laughs> and to be fair, they are relatively practical people, since they generally need to get generators and that kind of stuff going. So I'd probably be letting the side down. I think one of the big advantages you have in Left 4 Dead as well is one of the major ways of repairing damage you have taken is popping pills. Yeah. Oh, good. And you have some experience there, I understand. <laughs> Yeah, these are just my anti-zombie supplements. What about you? Wait, wait what? <laughs> you mean you haven't been taking them? <laughs> it is interesting how modern day marketing has changed gummy bears from vitamins to anti-zombie. The dystopia we live in. <laughs> strawberry flavoured, apparently. That's the kind of zombie apocalypse I want. Strawberry flavoured. Strawberry flavoured. <laughs> I'm sure we can uh, get this anti-zombie juice into some game fuel if we need to. Oh, God. That's what the strawberry flavour is. I really want game fuel to sponsor this. I'm not going <laughs> to. They have the game fuel money. Alex, do you have any other ideas that you think of what the team contributes? They do have some kind of found family dynamic, which is quite nice. That's the wrong episode, dude. We did that like two episodes ago. <laughs> I'm not sure Left 4 Dead would have won that episode. <laughs> I don't think they would have, really. I would like to point your attention to the Japanese arcade version exclusive, which have much better character designs. Oh. Okay, then. <laughs> they just look like generic high school cuties. Yeah, we have like high school boy and girl, like a rugged, I'd say like a just out of uni guy. I was going to say, imagine a lumberjack was put into anime. Yeah. Yes. And what looks like a female version of Indiana Jones. Oh, but yeah. They look friendly. I could hang out with them. So, yeah, they have much cooler character designs. So mm. let's go for those people instead. I have no idea what their characters are. <laughs> They're all incredibly selfish. They, they maybe all equally hate everyone else. <laughs> uh, apparently, they're two American teenagers, their tour guide, and a bartender. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so that guy in the plaid is a bartender. Yeah, other than Ignis being the chef, I don't have a lot of culinary options so far. That's a good point. So a bartender is a good idea. 
looks a bit like a young John Barrowman. It does, actually. Oh, yeah. I was like, where do I recognise this? It's the face of Bo. <laughs> yeah. Ah, he's immortal. Hey. Oh, what a good choice. Well, well, at least that one survives, maybe. <laughs> one can't die. Very good skin. Well, might end up being cast in concrete for like 1,000 years, so never has to deal with this problem. Uh, it's a zombie apocalypse. They ain't got the time for that. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know if I'm feeling better about this scenario than when we started, but I definitely have a lot more ideas to be going forward with, and I'm going to be contacting representatives for some of these contenders. See what we can get in place, see what weird products I need to stock up on instead of tinned food, because some of these guys are picky. Okay, if you'll get crunk, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but who do I really want by my side facing this world-ending tower? I've got to go with my heart. And that's why after the zombie apocalypse, I will be joined by all the members of the Final Fantasy 15 boy band. Oh, well done. Oh. Your fashion career can start immediately. Yes. <laughs> oh, we don't know the key things in the zombie apocalypse are a boy band and a car. Yeah. Yes. And lots of hair gel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lapels, everything, including zombies. My God. You <laughs> spend time traveling to location to location just picking up hair gel. It's like, are we running low on bullets or something? No, we're out of hair gel. <laughs> got big swords they don't need bullets <laughs> congratulations paul good answer mm. yeah congratulations paul is your finder's fee i've got a little something for you Ooh. because obviously you can't join me in the car there isn't space i'm really sorry but <laughs> clearly though there's barely enough space for five people <laughs> <laughs> i have thought about you paul and i want you to know that and so i'd like you to accept this gift of a beautiful Kilner jar in which you can store your very own brain to keep it safe from the zombies. <laughs> oh, that's good. My current jar with my brain in was getting a bit worn. <laughs> oh, I explained so much about you, Paul. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to keep up to date with everything we do, your best bet is to follow us on social media. We're at Hexagorgon on Twitter and we're Hexagorgon FB, no spaces, on Facebook. And if you'd like to support us, financially, you could either donate to our Ko-Fi, which is Hexagorgon, or subscribe to us on Twitch if that's more your speed, which is Hexagorgon Live. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Well, you'll, you'll see us. Well, not see, exactly. Ah, you get the idea. The only thing I forgot was to mention that Batman is in Face Clan. <laughs> I think we're too far gone now. We did move on before Batman in Face Clan came up, but that's not a problem. Maybe that'll be a stinger. Batman's in Face Clan. Check it out. Yeah. What? <laughs> I am not joking. This is not a goof. There's a comic book crossover. They got Batman's fighting a video game, like it's an unbeatable right. yeah, video yeah, game, yeah, and he's like, I need the most professional gamers in the world. Oh and Face Clan. Have superpowers. Now. The sting. The sting is definitely. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, Batman's in Phase Clan. Just what? <laughs> the sting will be whatever I decide. The sting will be. Paul, yeah, you know fair. that. No, yeah. I have, I have no power over this thing. I am the Senate. It's, it's my seal noises from two years ago. <laughs> they never get old. <laughs> like, why just pop back in a in? bit of an old podcast. <laughs> I just added something about Bear saying this thing, or he's not even in this episode. Ka-chow! <laughs> <laughs>